1: Hello and welcome back to the RHS Gardening Podcast. Every fortnight, we bring you a mixture of features and discussions exploring every aspect of gardening growing your own fruit and vegetables, plant care, pest control, garden design, and container ideas. Plus, expert seasonal advice on what you should be doing in your garden right now. I'm Sean Thomas, Garden Visits Editor of the RHS Monthly Magazine for Members, of The Garden. Coming up in this edition, inspiring allotment ideas taken from the RHS flower show Tatton Park 2014, which is running from 23rd to the 27th of July, interviews with the winner of the RHS Young Designer of the Year 2014 competition, and designer Paul Harvey Brooks, who's been mentoring this year's finalists, our pick of top performing seasonal plants, and as always, the latest news on RHS summer events across the UK. But first, let's find out what jobs gardeners can be tackling this month.
2: My name is Matthew Biggs, and here's a couple of tips for you, things that you should be doing in your garden. One is to keep mowing the lawn regularly. The grass is growing uh, very quickly at the moment, particularly with these uh, sudden periods of rain. So keep mowing. Mowing it regularly, uh, a little and often, will make sure that you have a good quality lawn. The other thing is to keep on top of the weeds. Again, the uh, rain showers are bringing on lots of uh, weeds. They're germinating in the borders. Well, get get on top of them. Uh, And uh, something else that you can do as well um, is to... During the rainy periods or just before, is to actually feed the lawn. Most people just feed the lawn in the spring, give it a spring feed. But uh, during times of unsettled weather, an excellent time to use the fact that it's going to rain uh, and to feed the lawn and give it a boost. There's a lot of bindweed in gardens. Uh, I've noticed at the moment and growing there through the edges, looking very attractive. I have to say, with those gorgeous white flowers, I often feel that if I was in the tropics, I might have a different uh, feeling towards it. But if you actually want to get rid of it from uh, your garden. Uh, spraying it while it's in flower is a good thing to do because it's expending uh, a lot of energy doing that so you would apply a glyphosate uh, based herbicide making sure that it doesn't get onto any other plants because it's likely to damage them as well Um, the the other thing is that of course if it's uh, grown into uh, hedges for example you would have to carefully untwine it Um, and the other thing you could apply it as a gel or you can just uh, rip it out from from the garden so to take away all the foliage, the, the stems and the leaves, which are obviously uh, creating the, the the energy for it to grow, uh, knock it back, and then when the new growth keeps coming, then you just keep on taking it away, either by hoeing or breaking it off with your hand, and little by little, and eventually, you will weaken it sufficiently for
3: it to go. My name's Brian Jacobs. I'm from Colmview Nursery, which is in Devon. Well, really, at this time of year, it's, it, it's very hot. So you've got to really keep an eye on your plants to see if they're um, watered properly, deadheading, um, a constant job really and also look at the size of stress in your plants if you've got yellowing of the leaves that type of thing um, you yeah, know check the, the soil around the plant it may be too wet maybe too dry it, it may not help you then um, at, at that time but you'll get to know your garden your different areas in your garden what gets wet what gets dry and if you've got particularly say dry areas the next time you're replanting you can always dig in lots of um, organic matter you know co- compost to help the next time you do plant there also at this time of year if you're an avid seed collector um, now's the time to keep an eye on your, on your plants a lot of the earlier flowering plants will be dropping their seed now so you want to really get them before they drop and also there's going to be things you don't want seeding around so you'll want to nip those heads off before they they drop their seed so that's the main things at this time you obviously you can't propagate you can't Uh, split your plants up. So really, that's all you can really do at this time.
1: You can find more tips and advice and video guides to seasonal tasks in the garden on the gardening pages of the RHS website. That's rhs.org.uk slash advice. I'm Sian Thomas and you're listening to the RHS Gardening Podcast. From the 23rd to the 27th of July, the RHS Flower Show Tatton Park makes its annual appearance... Held in a stunning 1,000-acre deer park in the heart of Cheshire, the show boasts innovative and inspiring gardens, award-winning nurseries, fascinating crafts and delicious foods. We met up with show manager Chris Hulovich to find out some of the show highlights this year.
4: I'm Chris Hulovich, the show manager here at Tatton Park. Um, basically, the show uh, comprises of four zones um, and within the, within the zones itself, you'll find a whole diverse verification of Gardening fun and entertainment, um, learning how to garden but to enjoy it. That's the most important thing. And the show basically is really for the local community. So it's for young people, we have the young designers uh, competition where we have three finalists here and they're selected from applications from around the UK. Um, we have what we call the themed gardens, which are the element gardens this year, so fire, wind, water, soil. Um they're great fun. Um, they're quite conceptual the designs on those gardens. Um, we of course have other show gardens in general. We have small and large ones, but they really are quite quite diverse in from traditional to, to conceptual um, to having water and, and, and elements like that. We have the floral marquee, um, that's around 85 nurseries, um, selling different species of genus, so absolutely fascinating. Uh, splendid colour of course we are in the third week in July so it's, it's really wonderful colour um, and they're complemented by the plant village which is a sort of a, a mini nursery area but they all have a, like a little mini, mini garden at the front so they show you how to grow plants in little environments and, 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 and in terms like that um, one of the greatest things we've introduced uh, since last year are the allotment and community gardens and this is where we are involved in the community the allotment holders both young and old um, and just to show how they can work together and we're using gardening really as the sort of catalyst to to help people across all the sort of social, social network how to enjoy it. Um, we have the National Flower Bed Competition and we have entries from Dumfries and we even have the Channel Islands here in the form of Jersey and they're really colourful, great fun um, and, and, and wonderful to look at. 22 school gardens this year which is quite fantastic and that's all obviously the RHS and its schools campaign and the fact that gardening is now part of the national curriculum oh by the way the weather forecast is excellent for the whole week I must say that very quickly Um, but really there is so much to see you see there are talks and demonstrations um, grow your own it's it's very difficult to say go for this and that but go do go and see the young designers three finalists They're excellent gardens. They're quite wonderful. And do see the element gardens. They're quite fascinating. As you catch up in the zones going around the floral marquee, the school children's gardens in front of them, so do that, do the national allotment, Um, societies and the flower bed competition so try and get that under your wing and then slowly slowly explore around the show make sure you go to the cookery theatre where you'll hear some wonderful demonstrations on how to grow your own vegetables, cook them and eat them together so what I say is start with the flora marquee do the plant village school children national bed and the young designers and then you'll pass all the other stands on the way but it will take you all day
1: now you can also find out all you want to know about RHS Flower Show Tatton Park direct from your phone with the free RHS Flower Show Tatton Park smartphone app, including finding out which gardens, plant nurseries or trade stands are close by wherever you are in the showground. You can also find full details on the gardens, plants and trade stands, whether you're at the show or not. Buy tickets for any RHS show and lots more. Visit rhs.org.uk slash app. In the Great British allotment section of the showground, there are allotment plots from both community and commercial growers. Each plot focuses on a different area of expertise, making it an ideal place to pick up tips about growing your own fruit and veg, whether you have one container, a couple of raised veg beds or a suite of allotments. Growing your own fruit and vegetables is increasingly popular in the UK and parts of the country have long waiting lists for allotments. A common question RHS Garden Advisors are asked is, once you have an allotment, how can you best manage it? We ask some of the experts at RHS Flower Show Tatton Park for their advice.
5: Hi, I'm Ian Marfleet. I'm the allotment manager with Hindburn Borough Council. Well, in terms of allotments, the, the first point of call is to, to call your local authority and just to find out whether they have any vacant allotments. In in Heinburn we, we do have a lot of vacant allotments, but they're perhaps not regarded as on the priority allotment sites. Um, we have waiting lists that range from no no waiting list to six year long waiting lists um, and I think it's important that people are prepared to um, maybe do a lot of hard work. Uh, I think we've got a celebrity chef culture people see celebrity chefs walking out of the back door picking a lettuce leaf and that's what they want unfortunately it's not like that in reality. One of the things Hyman Borough Council did several years ago was a bit of a consultation with the allotment tenants and one of the key questions we actually asked was do you actually think it's helped you be more healthy and and actually live longer and and we found a significant number of people responding to us um, felt that it actually had added to their to to how long they were living and also benefiting their lifestyle considerably and with the current consumption of um, fast foods etc anything that the council can do to encourage people to grow even if it's not in the allotment even if it's in the uh, back terrace um, streets if it's in the uh, backyards any form of Growing benefits the health and lifestyle of the individual concerned. I took on a new allotment two weeks ago. The weeds were were taller than myself, about seven foot tall, 500 square meters of weedy hell. First thing I started was to to get rid of all the weeds basically trim them down and the next task will be to start to prepare some of the area in order for for cultivation and not wanting to break my back i'll uh, select certain areas that i want to start on the area which has the best ground the best course of, of action really to take in that type of scenario is to remove the weeds kill them off there's a couple of techniques that you can use for that probably the most environmentally friendly is to put black weed suppressant matting down leave it for three to four weeks before the weeds have all died off and then start to dig over and once you've started to to cultivate your ground you can then start growing what you want to grow Um, but the thing is not to rush at it Um, do it in a slow progressive manner treat it as as a three to five year project plan and make slow but progressive improvements the variety of vegetables and fruit that you can grow is quite extensive i mean i think we've demonstrated on the uh, on the showground here that there is a massive variety of different vegetables from right across the world that you can can actually grow all of these can be grown on an allotment plot or in a greenhouse And, and again you don't have to grow them on the allotment plot you can grow them on the windowsill at your house very very easily Take it easy, realise what you're capable of and uh, enjoy yourself.
6: My name is Sarah Hopkins and I'm the course manager for the foundation degree in garden landscape design and our second year students have uh, designed and built a show garden for Withinshore Community Housing Group called A Taste of Withinshore where we're showcasing really uh, innovative edible growing. Um, it's based on the crescent shaped layout uh, which comes from the original Withinshore estate which itself was based on a garden city layout. So what we've tried to do is represent The garden city ethos through the design of the garden. Um, So we've got uh, the idea of the three magnets basically. So uh, there's the best of the countryside, which is represented by a forest garden, an edible meadow. The best of the town, which is represented by our rebar trees, a hydroponic table and uh, tram lines that um, connect with inshore back into the Manchester City Centre. And then both of those two together create the best for the people. And we're representing that throughout the garden, but particularly through um, more traditional allotment growing with our vegetables and uh, chicken coopers, well all of that is done in a an innovative way so what we're trying to do is showcase how you can grow vegetables very innovatively everything on the gardens edible or attracts pollinators Um, and so we're combining innovation with sculptural forms as well so we've got combination of artistic as well as practical I think um, even though it's very ambitious, what we've done is very ambitious and we've used lots of uh, big elements, really, if you like. Actually, what it's showcasing is that you, uh, you don't need a, a very big amount of space to be growing um, a quite a wide range of vegetables. So particularly if you look in the more traditional allotment area around the chicken coop, we've got quite a wide range of vegetables growing there and the space isn't actually that, that big also it's sort of trying to encourage people to think about how they can make the best use of their space so the uh, the living walls are really you know a sophisticated way of doing some vertical gardening and the rebar trees are are a a more ambitious way of of thinking about that in a different sense and thinking about how you can grow um, beans in a different way so um, I think if people come to the show and have a look at and look at in detail at the garden then they'll see that actually they can take elements of that back to their own gardens and and, um, grow their own vegetables themselves start with a small patch so start with something manageable don't try and be too ambitious because if you try and be too ambitious then there's a lots of preparation involved and um, if the results aren't quite as you expect them to be it can be a little bit disheartening so start small and then you can build up from there also maybe think about uh, growing salad crops initially because those you can re- uh, repeat so succession or so and you get quick results as well um, and you know as, as we've got in our living wall you've got the cut and come again um, salad leaf so you've got uh, repeated um, access to food if you like so that's a really good thing you know simple to do not difficult to uh, get get lettuce seeds going so that's really um good place to start and then really just building from there you know just herbs on a on a kitchen windowsill or just by the back door is a, a fantastic way to start so i think yeah if people start small and then they can learn what they like they can learn what they enjoy doing and then they can develop from there you can find more information
1: and advice on all aspects of growing your own fruit and vegetables on our website rhs.org.uk gyo you can also visit itunes to download the free grow your own app designed to help you choose and grow fruit and veg however much space or time you have rhs.org.uk iphone another highlight of the show is the young designer of the year competition which is unique to rhs flower show tatton park This is a showcase for innovative gardens from some of the future stars of garden design. This year's theme for the designs by finalists Claire Broadbent, Sam Ovens and Alex Schofield is Avant Gardening. Here's designer Paul Harvey-Brooks, who's been working with the three finalists, to tell us more.
7: My name is Paul Harvey Brooks, um, this year I've been mentoring the Young Designer of the Year finalists and the year of mentoring them culminates in them coming to RHS Tatton Park and creating their gardens. The Young Designer of the Year competition is uh, really interesting and it's unique. Um, the Royal Horticultural Society set it up with the sole purpose of finding new talent to come into the industry and um, a year ago... They would have made a call for anyone up to the age of 28 to submit a design. Um, The society pays for the garden, and through the selection panel process, which happens for all gardens going into shows, we whittle down to three. Um, Before those final three, there are five who are interviewed, just to see why they're passionate about horticulture, what it is about garden design or plants that they're particularly keen on. And then once we have the three finalists who are going to create their gardens, we spend a year taking them to different nurseries, getting them to think about different things spatially and looking at other show gardens that have been made to prepare them because for all three this year, this is the first time they've ever made a show garden. So it's a really involved, in-depth, uh, well-rounded programme, which I hope they benefit from. And um, obviously we'll also have a, you know, three people coming into the industry, but one who will be crowned as Young Designer of the Year. Personally, what I'm looking for is somebody who has a real passion to do it, has creative flair, loves plants, because for me, plants are what makes gardens, really, and also has the beginnings of an understanding of what it is to construct gardens, you know, kind of using hard landscaping materials. I'm not expecting them to be absolutely perfect right now, what i'm looking at is somebody who's eager to learn you know they're hungry to make a career out of this and in five six years time they'll be really at the top of their game the three finalists are actually quite unique alex uh, came from switzerland claire and sam are both uk based but um, claire interestingly studied landscape architecture as did sam and the three of them have approached their kind of themes very uniquely Uh, Sam is brilliant with very subtle restrained planting that kind of looks like it's been just touched by nature, that's a gift to be able to do that Uh, Claire's is technically incredible Um, she's made these Archimedes screws, she was very quiet, she was very focused on how she was going to do it and the end result's impressive and then Alex came at it from a totally different point of view and he's really used the idea of light and and using coloured screens to make spaces feel different and I've never seen it used in that way. So I think all of them have their own unique skills and each garden really represents that.
1: Hi, I'm Claire. and one of the young designers at this year's and Flower Show. So my garden is called Workout and that's because it incorporates exercise into the garden setting. It does this because there's different features such as the pergola pull up bars so obviously it's a pergola which allows plants to climb up as well as being an exercise equipment so you can do your pull ups and there's other features as well like pommel horse benches the different kind of exercises the competition is important for my career in horticulture as um, it's just basically giving me a lot of experience and I now know a bit more about what I'd like to go into I'd say
8: Hi so I'm Alex Schofield, I just finished my garden design course back in January and I'm here to try and make a name for myself in an attempt to get to Chelsea in a couple of years time. Because last year I moved to London to study garden design I'd experienced English weather for the first time in 10 years after leaving to go to Switzerland and uh, I found it quite dull so this is a garden designed to celebrate light in all of its forms. So using light-capturing grasses, contrasting dark colours with the light ones just to intensify it, and also using Perspex panels, I've managed to bring light into the garden. So I entered the competition mainly to get a first entry into my portfolio as I'd just got out of school, so to have a complete garden designed and looking incredible in such a short amount of time was very important to me. The actual experience of it has been hard, especially administratively at the beginning, but now that we're here, it's just a load of fun, really. You have to crack on to get things done, but we managed it in
9: time and it was really fun.
1: This year's winner of the Young Designer of the Year is Sam Ovens.
9: The garden's about combining wildlife with a contemporary garden in a small space, so I was looking at ways of doing that, and I decided to take uh, people and visitors to the garden off the ground, hence the name the Sky's the Limit, So um, there's two decks which are raised up, allowing the garden to be 100% planted um, with wildlife-friendly plants, such as um, Agustache blackadder, uh, crab apples, uh, verbena, achillea, And yeah, so that's what it was about, creating the the space for the wildlife beneath, having maximum planting in a really small space, and doing it with a contemporary twist. I didn't want to create a sort of traditional wildlife-friendly garden, which I think can sometimes be a bit twee, with Bug Hotel, so I wanted to show that there's another way of doing things. Paul Harvey Brooks has been sort of med- mentoring me throughout. Um, it's been really useful because having not done a Shogun on my own before, um, he's been there to answer any questions I had, um, help with planting and budget and just, yeah, I've always been able to call him to just any doubts and he's been there to give me a hand and tell me how to, how to do things. So, yeah, it's been great. It's come together exactly how I had hoped, which... I was really pleasantly surprised by it, really. Uh, when you're designing from sort of sketch-up and things, you never quite know how it's going to turn out. So to be here and to have built it, it's great to see, see a design of mine sort of taken through to completion. So, yeah, great.
1: There's still time to get tickets for the RHS Flower Show Tatton Park, which runs until Sunday the 27th of July. Visit rhs.org.uk slash tatton. Summer, of course, is a bumper time for activities in our four RHS gardens. Here's some of the attractions and events coming up. Take part in the Great Garden Quest at all four RHS gardens from 24th of July to 31st of August. There'll be loads of different activities within each garden during the school holidays, so bring along the family for a great day out. Come to the Hyde Hall Flower Show, 31st of July to 3rd of August, and see a whole host of specialist nurseries and trade stands, gardening sundries, talks and expert advice. If you're an RHS member, why not treat yourself to an exclusive flower show breakfast? And as always, full details of all these events and more are on the RHS website. Go to rhs.org.uk slash gardens and click on what's on. That's almost all for this edition of the RHS Gardening Podcast, but there's just time to hear our plants of the month. Each month Phil Clayton from the RHS magazine for members, The Garden, brings you his pick of the AGM plant lists. The AGM is the RHS award of garden merit. Plants that display this award have been assessed in a number of categories by our experts and are recommended by the RHS as being the best for all round performance. The AGM is an invaluable tool for gardeners trying to select the best plant from the hundreds that are available in garden centres and nurseries. Here are Phil's suggestions for this month.
10: My first choice um is a fabulous uh, foliage plant called Milianthus major. It originally comes from South Africa, and over there it's a a large spreading bush up to about three metres, that's ten feet high, and about the same across. But in the UK, in most areas, it will behave as a a herbaceous plant because it's rather tender, um, and so it can even be cut down to the ground by the frost um, to re-emerge again in the spring. What's remarkable about it are its leaves. These huge pinnate leaves of blue-grey. Um, they're their strongest colour in foot when it's grown in full sun. Um, composed of toothed leaflets. Really majestic-looking thing. If you get a mild winter, it sometimes flowers on old stems when they're sort of two or three years old. These sort of rather odd reddish-brown flower spikes appear from the end but really it's it's the leaves that you're growing it for and they probably look better if the stems are are cut back because you tend to get bigger leaves um, when that happens it needs somewhere in full sun it wants somewhere which is not waterlogged fairly well drained fairly fertile and annual mulch will help protect it from the frost and also um, encourage it to produce these huge leaves and it looks really good in the in the border with other plants that's its real asset is, is when you mix it with other plants so uh, try it with a large purple leaf cannab. it looks magnificent with those or in a cool border with uh, perhaps white cosmos um, and other silver leaf plants it really really stands out and my second plant is a tender fuchsia fuchsia thalia it's a it's a well-known fuchsia this but it is deservedly popular Uh, It has quite large, oval, bronzy coloured leaves, uh, which are held on these red stems. And then from sort of early summer, you get these uh, heads of lips well, sort of lipstick, orangey red flowers. But the flowers are not a typical fuchsia flower. They've got very long tubes, so they're sort of very elegant. And because they're held in a cluster, they're sort of on a nod, the the heads are sort of nodding it flowers for an awfully long time. Once the first blooms appear in in June or July, it will carry on well into sort of October, even November if the frosts allow. You can use it just as bedding and leave it out and uh, buy again in the spring or if you want you can lift it, cut it back and it will re-sprout and grow again uh, the following spring if you keep it somewhere that's frost free. It's good for pots It's good for borders. Really, it's a versatile thing. It mixes very well with other plants. Perhaps try it with silvery dichondra, argentia, silver falls, or perhaps some um, begonias, or perhaps even some larger things like like cannas or dahlias. Uh, It mixes really well with all of them. It'll get to about three feet, so almost a metre high if you let it, or you can keep it pinched out and it'll form a bushier plant. Um, It's really up to you.
1: clayton from the rhs members monthly magazine the garden you can find details of all the plants on the agm lists on the rhs website rhs.org.uk slash agm plants so that's all for this edition we'll be back in a fortnight until then remember to follow us on twitter at the underscore rhs and like us on facebook for now from me sean thomas and all the rhs gardening podcast team goodbye